Thank you so much. Okay, good morning, everybody. Let's get right to it. We got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to do. Today is just going to be literally touching upon what we're entering into right now in our learning, in our beautiful learning of Tikkuna Medina, trying to get things in order here. Let's do a, an ounce of an ounce of Chazar what we did last week, in order to get us to where we are right now. I want you to listen really closely to the following, just following words to focus as much as possible, so that we could really be aligned with the learning that we have in front of us today. Because today we start tiptoeing into the world of Kabbalah, but very gently, very gently. Don't want to freak out or anything. Just very, mamash, with love and with patience. So, kacha. Growing up here, whenever anything seemed to be going opposite of the way or against the way that it seemed like it was supposed to be going in the direction, we always heard the same vort. The same vort we always heard was, listen, things here happen, it's going to happen like the sunrise, which is like kim'a kim'a. That everything is going to happen slowly, slowly. It's just, a, it's just another. It, it's the, it's everything is leading towards the right way. It just happens in a very different speed than what we're, than what we're usually normally used to. How things unfold in the proper way. So the answer was always, kima kima. You've heard this before. This language, this lashon. No, it's it's based on the Gemara, and Rav Kuk would speak about it. Kim a kim a, like the sunrise, the sun comes out. Kim a kim. A. It's not like that. It's dark and then it's light. It's not like that at all. It's you know, it's slowly, slowly. Right. I love that. Dafka. Now we're bringing in Lashon Ishmael into <laughs> into this year. The Indian is is that at a certain point, I think that at a certain point we stopped understanding what is happening kima kima what is the thing that's supposed to happen slowly slowly okay what is the inyan that's supposed to take place gradually okay a process i understand processes do take time slowly slowly i give, everyone understands that anybody does understands that slowly slowly the in the shaila is what is the thing that's supposed to be taking slowly, slowly, and that is the question of identity, of the zehut, of what we're trying, what people or what is being built here. So I want to, I want to make that very very clear. We've we kind of went to, we we fell into shluf based on this inyan of well it's not supposed to happen very fast. It's not going to happen the way that we think we know it. That's one thing. But the other Indian is, and you have to really think deeply about it, is maybe at a certain point, we kind of lost track of what is, ex- what is the thing that is supposed to unfold? And what does it look like? There was a dream. The dream has a name. The dream's name is coming back to Eretz Yisrael. 2,000 years. Coming back to Eretz Yisrael. That's the Chalom. 
That's the chalom. But because we, we didn't put emphasis on the zehut of the dream, on the identity of the dream, we kind of got lost in just, in just falling into this, the notion of things just, take, things just take time. Now, of course, things take time. But you've got to be very clear as to what is that dream and what, takes, what, what is the thing that takes time. In the last year that we did, we spoke about the inyan of, of Shvir, we spoke again about Shvirata Kaelin, we spoke again about the, the Zionism that we were introduced to in the last century, it was very much had to do with, uh, it manifested through building, building roads, building bridges, building buildings, high tech. We spoke about how that led us to a place today that when people speak about the danger, if God forbid Zionism was wiped out, then what wouldn't the world have? Ways. Ways and cherry tomatoes. Okay, that's very depressing that when people think of like what you want to tell the world, what you won't have if you don't have the Zionist entity, that you speak about ways and cherry tomatoes. And we've been speaking about this for a while, and you, you can't help but laugh a little bit when like, when you stop for a second and realize, could that really be the, the besorah of 2,000 years of coming back to, uh, after 2,000 years of Golis? Clearly not. Clearly not. And like we began these shiurim with the following question. What are we here to offer the world? What are we here to tell the world? What is Am Yisrael coming back to Eretz Yisrael? What besara is it for the whole universe, for all of humanity? And it's got to be more than anything that we have been proudly saying. Sorry. It's got to be more than anything that we've actually been shameful to speak about. Now, I just want to say, and he's going to kill me for saying this, but I am very much in awe of you, Jeremy, right now. Bemet, stop it. Shh. Stop. It's not about you. It's about what Hashem put through you. You know that. At a conference that I hope, on the Sichas Chavarim WhatsApp list, you must watch the few minutes where Jeremy spoke at a conference that's discussing very important, the, 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 the inyan of this conference is... Kadosh Benizgav. Like, okay, the whole, what was the topic of it? Sovereignty. Sovereignty without Meshilut, kilu, governing, kilu, Ribonut al kola, al kola, al kola aretz. Rulership? Ki'ilu, yeah, yeah, ki'ilu. Like, what does it mean, Limshol, in the whole country? And it's clear that even if you hold that this concept called Zionism had to come in the world, into the world through people that never heard of Bavli or Yerushalmi, and even if they did, I don't know if they really believed in the authenticity of a Bavli Yerushalmi, chas v'shalom, it won't work anymore. That shita doesn't work anymore. It won't work anymore. The word, there's a very important word that needs to be part of these conversations. Hashem. <laughs> I know. Shocker. Meshichi, <laughs> messianic. You're crazy. You're messianic. <laughs> God, <laughs> woo. But it, the pashut chayav liot achshav, you know, chelik ma'inyan. But in a manner and in a way that has to come from pnimiyus Torah and not just picking up a Tanakh and saying because God says. <coughs> yeah, you want to say something? You sure? Yeah, I always found it interesting. I hate to use that aside a little bit. On the dollar bill, it always says, "In God we trust." <laughs> You know, and I, and I think, like, 
why are we afraid of our own shadow that we just let it let it out? Because of because of the simple simple fact that there's been no seder to this chalom. We haven't really made a seder to this crazy dream of coming back home. There was just a huge what we called what we understood as shvira sakelim. There is no identity. The zehut was lost. The zehut was let's try to you know do it kechol amim. But our thing's special because our story is a bit more spicier because it was a two thousand years absence. <coughs> But the story has got to be, spi- you know, that that's enough spice for our story. It won't work in any other way. And the way that you said it was so profound. How do we, th- do we really think that this whole story of coming back here can work in any other way other than being in a godly Mashiach type of framing? It can't be. But that demands of us something else. So what does that mean and what does that look like? You could say that, not, I'm not bashing you, Khalilah. I'm saying, if, you, if they would have given you more time, <laughs> it was like, I know you prepared much more than they gave you, there'd be an unfolding, and I heard, I heard Rav Ginsburg's words in, in what you were saying there, because you started talking about what we're talking about now, Chalom, the dream. So, we, we began speaking about how, you know, in, in, the, in, in the past, if you see in Daf Lamed Aleph, you see the third paragraph on Daf Lamed Aleph in front of you, I'm just going to quickly, quickly uh, recap the last paragraph and then briefly, I have to leave early today, but briefly speak about what we're going into. So again, before the, the, this country existed, you, it's, it should be in the... You don't have it? Oh, okay. It's true that before the, the, the state was established, we were uninvited, uninvited guests under foreign sovereignty. Lamrodzot, and we lived in constant danger. However, Lamrodzot, Hem Shamru Al Pirov Begava Al Zeutama Yudit. But nonetheless, we still, to a great extent, kept our Jewish identity. Zehut. We're back in our homeland. If only they would be allowed to do what we need, needs to be done. But our identity is Jews. But what is in danger? The Jewish identity. That thing that kept us alive, alive enough to have a form in its surah, to come back after 2,000 years, is the same thing that right now is actually being shaken up in its core. The identity. It's crazy. That which kept us alive and got us to a situation of dreaming, of living the dream, is in fact constantly in sakana, is in danger. We went into this deeply last week, but he's saying that, again, to compare today's secular Zionism to the secular Zionism that formed the country is a difference of Shamayim Ba'aretz. The secular Zionism that, the Zionism that was pretty fundamental in forming and establishing the country was so much closer to Yiddishkeit in a certain way than what today is considered 
secular Zionism. And Tachlis, which led us to a situation that Shalom seems further than ever. But we already discussed last week, that for a Jew, or two weeks ago, for a Jew to have the chutzpah to think about Shalom in Eretz Yisrael in a non-Messianic context is not just wrong, it's dangerous. I'm going to say that again. For a Jew to have the chutzpah, to have the audacity, to use words like peace and think in contexts of peace with such oivim that we have around us in a non-Messianic framework is not just off, it's dangerous. And we are living proof of this. We are all living proof of the danger of such a notion. Does that make, does that, is that, not to you, I don't need people to say, I agree, I'm saying, do you understand? Mm-hmm. I understand, yes. but don't believe that we're living something that we haven't lived before as Am Yisrael. The era of Rabbi Akiva, the era, era of the Hashmonoim, we've gone through eras that are very similar. As things get better, we were misyavni. Rav Am Yisrael were misyavni. It takes always these makos to bring us back in some way. And this is part of that shlav. Shlav, shlav, shlav. Could be, but how, how did that end up for the Misnyavnim? How did it end up? How did it end up for Am Yisrael? It didn't end up well. Right, so I'm into like a but, good ending, Steve. Like, I, 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 I understand. Like, all the dugmaot that we bring it, from the past. It, it's, it's a circular pattern that we Aval ze adain ha'avar. You're still stuck in yesterday. Am Yisrael is still stuck in yesterday thinking, we've been here before. No, we haven't been like this before. There are elements of everything in the past, 100%. But the reality in front of us today was never. Elements, of course, there, you could always trace certain things. But, it, but we have to understand that the extent of the dream that we're in right now has never been before. I'm not comparing it to anything. I'm just looking at the reality of what it is right now. And there are a lot of hands going up, not happening today, because I have to leave early, like I said, three times, and I don't want to just chazer. I actually want to take us to the next place. I'm sorry. What he ended off saying at the end of last year, and the third to bottom paragraph, is that if that's the situation, what, okay, then what should be done? Then Yafi, we could keep on pointing out all the wrong things, but let's speak about Tachlis Lemaisa. Now, someone could say, okay, the Lemaisa should be, let's expel all our enemies from here, and then we won't have these issues. Now, we won't have certain issues if we expel all our enemies from here. That's for sure. And let's make sure there's mass Aliyah, which I believe is a necessity right now. Mass, hundreds of thousands of Yidin coming home. 100%. There's still the avoda sanefesh of pnimius that needs to take place within the consciousness of the people. Loyazo, all the action items, it's true, they all need to be there. But we're in the shlav of geula, the second shlav of komemiyut, which is referred to as komata nefesh. It's not komata guf. Komemiyut means double getting up. The first level of getting up was the first 75 years. What was that all about? I'm not belittling it, but I'm saying, what did it, what did it look like? Survival and ways. Meaning we produced, we built, we manufactured physical development. Tashtiot, bidiuk. And don't knock it. That's very important. That's why I said, don't knock it. 
But anyone that's still living, what we call Concepcia, that's still saying it's still about the first 75 years, is not tuned in and plugged in to the, to the Tzama and the Ra'av of Nishmas Am Yisrael today. People are hungrier and thirstier for something more than that because we are there at the next love that has to be satiating our souls. And we have to understand what that means. We have to understand how to practically work in the framework of soul work and what that means and adapting a new Lashon and being okay with letting go of truths that were definitely true in its time. You know what kind of avoda it takes on a person to let go of a truth which once upon a time was absolutely relevant, yet perhaps today isn't? Do you know what? People come into this world and for maybe three or four gilgulim until they fix that one of, of letting go of an afshik la to be able to mamash empty ourselves from things that we were so certain this is the truth, right? And this is the way to get to it. And I was looking at Reb Nassim Kutay Alochus, he has this. I'm thinking like every day I have another thought of another series to do. Mamash, my, my, my brain is not stopping. So there's another series I want to do right now that's called Emes Mi Breslev Titzmach, which means how, how the, the, all the Torahs of Rabbi Nachman on truth, just truth. We, we spoke about it two weeks ago that the whole world is but a narrow bridge. And the most important thing is don't freak yourself out. Like, just stay on that bridge. Reb Nassim says, what's the name of that bridge? The name of the bridge is Emet. It's truth. But how does someone even attain anything on that bridge? How do you get to be someone that's connected to Emes? Reb Nassim says, you, you have to figure out how to make yourself into mamash a fire. Like, you have, to, you have to make yourself so self-annihilated, so humble, and so open to looking at the world today with eyes of today and letting go of eyes of yesterday. It doesn't mean you forget where you came from and you forget the tashtiyot. You remember what led you into here, but it's got to be new eyes. And Rabbi Riskin, when he, I told you this so many times, when he was on the Aliyah missions in the 80s, going around and getting people to come try to move to Eretz Yisrael, and the famous question was, Rabbi, we love it, we're in, we buy it, the only problem is, how could we leave our parents? And his answer is really similar to what we're saying right now. Remember the answer. He said, you honor your parents, but you live for your children. Deep answer. You honor your parents, but you live for your children. So what is this like, Lamaisa? We honor the past. We give, we're in awe of the past. We give covered to the past. We do. But I live for tomorrow. I live for today. I live for what's in front of me right now. The art of being able to remove myself from that framework of being stuck and saying, no, it, in order to justify the, the, what was in the past, I have to keep on going on. Chavra, the, it, it, it ain't working. It's not working. I don't want to hear the kima kima stuff. I'm done with it. I can't hear that. I love, of course, it's true. It's true about everything in the world. The question is, what is the zehut? What is the dream? What is it, Bichla? What is the reality that we're trying to tap into? And what's the work that's necessary in order to be, to, to be into it? Now, we already spoke about that the image, the, the dmut right now that we need very much in our lives is Yosef. Yosef HaTzadik. His midah, what's the midah of Yosef HaTzadik? 
Yesod. What's Yesod? It's the foundation block. It's the place of purity, of utmost purity. Yosef HaTzadik is known as the one that solves... What does he solve? Dreams. Dreams. We're in a dream, and we haven't figured out how to solve this dream, but we're in it. We all know it's a dream. This is a dream of thousands of years. But we still haven't gained, we haven't obtained the, the, the wisdom to understand what that exactly means, what that looks like. And, that, and, that's, and that's taking a tremendous level of pnima, of going inside, tremendous level of pnima, together with bitul. And that is one of the hardest combinations in the world. Bitul, while you're, while you're actually ascending more, more deeper into the picture. Now, I remember, I'm trying to remember the last dream that I had. And I, I had a dream last night. And I could say one thing about the dream. It had no Seder. It had no Seder. The dream itself didn't... And it's not just in Mugdal Mokhar. There was all these different pieces in the dream. But it didn't really have a Seder to it. And look what he says over here. He says, Chalomot al-Pitiv'am. Right? Actually, the previous paragraph he just said, in order to really... In order to know what to do right now, we have to like admit that there's orot, there's kalim, there's been a tohu, and now we have to provide vessels for the light called chazarat am Yisrael Eretz Yisrael. We have to provide vessels for this dream, which is the most miraculous dream ever of 2,000 years of galus and coming back home. But we have to admit that when it first came out, it was absolute tohu. Because we didn't have the right vessels to contain such light. Tashtiyot are the highest thing in the world. Not really, but they, it's important stuff. But it's not the vessels needed for such a larger... There's something bigger that needs to go with it. Chalomot al pitiv am second to bottom paragraph. Hinam. Tashtiyot is the tool, not the ultimate goal. And the problem is, is that we got stuck in the tool being the ultimate goal. Chalomot mm-hmm. is very good. Chalomot al pitiv am... So net dreams on their just you know based on their, na- their nature, Rev Ginsburg says he calls it tohu a, 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 a tohu that lacks any order. It's all tohu and there's no order in it. That's what a dream is. Al pi nature, right? Almenatlafochalomlemitsiut this is an amazing thing that I had the privilege of, of seeing this and learning from someone, Mamash, in front of me, do this. And I'll, I'm going to speak about him in a second. He just said right now, in order to change a reality into, dream, into a, a dream into reality, what one has to do is organize the vision and the ideas according to practical preferences. Like literally, what makes the most sense in terms of how to get to this dream. <laughs> Now, here's where it gets a little... Uh, well, first, I'll give you the, the, an example. I hope he doesn't kill me for saying this, but it's just, when, as I saw these words, the vision of this person popped up in front of me. When I was... Uh, this, is, this is... I know exactly when it was, because it was about 16 years ago. When I was dating my wife, around that time, so, you know, when you... When you, when you at a certain point, like, when you're dating, and you, have all, you could have all these other things going on, but you know this is the one... Like, you know, it doesn't... So this is where I was in life. 
And then I get a call from a very close friend of mine and a, a friend of many people in this room, Rabbi Avram Aryeh Trugman. You've heard of Rabbi Trugman before? Yeah? That's real. You've heard of Rabbi Trugman before? He calls me and he says to me, listen, I must meet with you right away. I said, and I loved him dearly, but I was in Ilala land of, you know, <laughs> I met, you know, it was a few months after meeting my future wife and I was going that direction. He said, and I, he said, you know what, Embaya, like Peseda, come over. And I was living in this tiny, tiny I don't know if you were there, tiny apartment uh, with, with Amichai. Right? And, and uh, you know where that was? No, 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 the other one, down the street from there. Yeah. Small place. He comes, and I, he, I said, okay, great, when do you want to come? He's like, tomorrow morning. I'm like, okay. And Rabbi Trump comes over tomorrow, the next morning, and he says, listen, I'm looking around, and so many of my peers are, are dying, are dropping dead. And he says, many of his, B'nai Gilo, it chiru lamut, right? And um, it was, it was uh, he, he had this leg up call that's like, he's got to do something now, you know, he just has to work on it now. You have to understand, this is a person that had already at that time put out uh, many books and many other projects and done a lot of things. But he had a dream, and his dream was uh, the following. He said, I have so many nigunim, and I never did anything with it. And I want to do it, and I need to do it now. And we started working right then and there on the first album of, I believe now, I think it's six or seven albums of his original music. The way that it came to being, though, is because he's, first of all, he's a Talmud Muvak. He's one of the oldest students of Rav Ginsburg, Rav Avram Chogman. He's been with them for nearly 50 years already, I think. His, his Baruch Hashem, the mind, the way that you can order and put things into fruition, it's like a big thing. Listen, it's an amazing thing to have a dream, but it's even a deeper thing to have a Kli, a Seder, to put dreams into, into, into practice. Many of us have dreams, but actually putting it together, that's a whole other thing. Like a, a good friend of mine one time got engaged, and then he got disengaged. And then he got engaged, and then he got disengaged again. So I said to him, what's going on? With, what's going on? He's like, brother. Yeah. I'll try not to imitate him too much, because you may, you, may, you may recognize him saying, brother, it's one thing to get, ma- to get engaged. It's a totally different thing to get married. <laughs> I said to him, it's really not. It's actually, it has to be the same thing. There's a vision, there's a dream, the chule, but it's a totally different thing in order to put, that, to put that into practice. And I watch the person just look at the dream, look at what needs to put hap, you know, be put in place, and work through tefillah, but through maizim, and putting it together. That is what he's saying over here. Yesh le'argen u le'sader et chazono ve'ra'inotav lefi seder adifiyot shimushi u'ma'asi. Hanivna mitoch havanat chelkei ha'chalom. The way to implement this dream is by what you understand by different pieces of the dream. Hayachasim b'nehem, the relationship between different pieces of the dream. And how it affects today's reality, which is exactly how Yosef Atzadik solved Paro's dreams. He looked at different elements of the dreams, the relationships to them, and how it affects and how it shayach to today's reality. So what are we saying, Chavra? There's a dream that all of us are part of, which is what? 
What's the dream all of, huh? See, that's the, that's the problem. I wish. You hear what he said? Yeah. I said there's a dream. Hershey said, Beis Amigdash. What's the dream that the whole Klal is part of? What's that? I wish that too. <laughs> when I say Klal, I'm including, there's still a few Jews that haven't made Aliyah yet. I wish that too. The Geula. <laughs> the Geula. <laughs> the Geula. And the Geula sounds different to many different people. For many different people, the fact that we came back here and you can have Artik by the pool on a Friday afternoon or a Shabbos morning, trust me, is Geula. You know why? Because that person's mother was killed by Dr. Mengele. And in light of that darkness, sitting at the poolside with your child on a Saturday morning, not Shabbos, on a Saturday morning, in the Eretz Yisrael, is Geula. It is. It's not, but it is. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's this dream. It's massive. It's called redemption. It's called the next stage. Whatever you want to put in there. Without solving this dream properly, looking in the panemius of the dream and all the different pieces of the puzzle then we keep on getting stuck with momentary fixations on this is Geula, that's Geula, if only we had that, if only we did this, when really what we need to do is look at the bigger picture, the way that Pneumius HaTorah directs us to look at reality, to look at dreams, and start piecing the pieces together with the understanding and the notion of where I'm heading to. And where I'm heading to, Hershey, is absolutely that. Based on Migdash. However, we all know that if today all we did was walk around the flat with flags of Beis Migdash or Mashiach, which has been tried, that's not doing it either. That's not flipping it. That's not flipping it either. There's got to be a deep notion of how we go about this. And this is going to involve us learning a new Lashon of Pnimi Yusatora, as he's going to, you know, as you see in the next word of the next paragraph, that the Kabbalah, like we're going to explain, actually gives us this order how to take all the pieces of this dream and start putting it together for us to understand how are we actively together working towards living the Geula and living the real dream and solving this dream once and for all, which culminates with the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu. But it needs to, it demands of us one word, and that one word is so vital. Bittul. Bittul means I have to let go of what I was absolutely certain had to be the way. It's hard. Oh boy, is it hard. In a marriage, it's hard. With parenting, it's hard. It's like, uh, this has worked with my first daughter. How come this is not working with my second daughter? That's because it's not the same kid. No one knows what I'm talking about over here? So it's not the same kid. Chavra, we're living with the second child now. It's not the same kid of the first 75 years. It ain't, it ain't going to work. But it's still a marriage. Therefore, it has to find its place. We're going to figure it out. We'll continue with Hashem Wednesday morning, okay? Shukran. Yeah.